1: This week in PlayStation, we're talking about The Last of Us HBO Season 2, the passing of Lance Reddick, and our Chia review. We'll have all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. Usually, I'd start with the normal rigmarole. The thing we scripted out because we wanted to get the show going, but now I will say in your face, Ryan Povala Higgins. Watching live on Patreon.com slash Kinda Funny right now, there was a chat set off. What color would Greg's shirt be? Black. Somebody says green, which I would never wear. Could be blue. Sure. Nobody guessed the Kinda Funny shirt. The Kinda Funny. What do you got? Collared shirt. Yes. Yeah. Button up collared shirt. Kindoffunny.com slash store. No Look dapper. No. Thank you very much. I feel dapper. Welcome to the show, everybody. That's busting. That's Janet. I'm Greg. And you can get this show on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Exactly where the wrong individual, Ryan Povala Higgins, is watching. There you can watch us record the show live, get it ad-free, and get dozens of monthly episodes of exclusive content. If you have no bucks to toss our way, support us in the Epic Game Store for free in Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys with the creator code Kinda Funny. You can get PSI Love You XOXO for free with ads without any of the cool stuff i talked about on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe each and every friday morning <laughs> thank you to our patreon producers tripod plus plus delaney twining today we're brought to you by honey but let's start with a psn message from you janet you're wearing your chia flower i'm jealous i should have grabbed mine off the desk damn it i didn't think about it oh you're muted well we don't hear you janet
0: mistakes made all there now. it is no,
1: up? I, we didn't hear you say it again
0: Oh, I said, um, yeah, I should have reminded you because I remember seeing on I think Instagram you doing yeah, like right. a that's unboxing right. or something.
1: No, I don't mean to, you know, correct you, of course. Unless something's happened and it's about to get very awkward, you're wearing it on the wrong ear as we learned I the, uh,
0: looked it up on Google Images and I thought it is the right side, is yeah, it? Not? Right
1: side's when you're not taken, left side is when you're spoken for in a relationship. So unless you have something to tell me about Oh wait, hold on though. You flip your camera, don't you?
0: Yeah think so well,
1: that would make more sense then because it looks like it's mm-hmm. on your right ear but it's on your left yeah. ear for uh, i see okay mm-hmm. janet well, I actually stand it is now. on
0: my it is on my right ear well, then but you're just i'm wrong. i'm being her and when the game like i'm being her from the game and for her it's on the cosplaying. right you're cosplaying yes
1: i can't wait to talk about chia with you janet that's why right? it's there i can't wait to talk about chia because there's a lot to talk about that but that's not where we're gonna start with the psn message from you remember you can write in to be part of ps i love you xo xo for free at kindoffunny.com slash p-s-i-l-y Housekeeping for you, of course, before we jump into this. Ryan Povala-Higgins knows it because he's sitting there in all his wrongness, but everybody else needs to know. We are recording this because of a crazy GDC slash PAX East schedule on Tuesday. This is still going live on Friday as normal PSI love you XOXO would. So if you're on Patreon, you're going to get days and days early. But I want to make sure people understand that if in the next few days, Jim Ryan's like, you know what? We're done. We're hanging it all up. That's, no. why this episode, that's why this episode wouldn't mention that. You're in the lead. We have a great episode without it, but I wanted to make Don't sure. Don't quit while you're ahead. Uh, Aiden from Edmonton writes in and says, Hey, P.S. I love you crew. Uh, as we unfortunately heard on Friday, Lance Reddick has passed away very suddenly. A moment of silence for Lance. As Lance played Silence, one of the most important characters in the Horizon series, my question for you is what do you think will happen to the character moving forward? Will Silence be recast, or do you feel they may write this character out of the series? Will we see anything to do with Burning Shores DLC, given we are a month out from this point, or will we not know Silence fate until the next full game? Of course, before we get into any of the stuff that doesn't matter, talking about video games, uh, yes, you know, obviously, uh, it's incredibly sad that Lance Reddick passed away at 60 years old, far too young, Friday in Los Angeles of uh, natural causes, and of course, our thoughts uh, go out to everyone affected by this his family but of course uh the people who enjoyed his work whether it be in something like john wick whether it be the destiny community that continues to grieve and go and have so many amazing memorials to him inside of destiny or uh the playstation community with horizon i know obviously silence is such a big character from horizon uh, one into horizon forbidden west and then yeah what goes on from there blessing if you were a betting man what do you think will happen with silence
2: I don't know. I well first of all, yeah, rest in peace, Lance Reddick. That was one that hit me like a wave when I f- saw it on my phone. I was sitting in the office in like the, the kitchen area and it, like I was like an hour late to the news because me and Roger were getting out of a meeting and I look at my phone and legitimately like I like like fell back a little bit. Like I was like, yeah. Oh shit, I like, recalled because I was like, Oh my god, I can't believe like I can't believe this is news right now. Uh and yeah, it's very shocking, very crazy. But again, yeah, in terms of what you do with silence, I like I really don't know. I think there are multiple options, right? Like you can have the character, you can either write off the character right in the next game. I think it being a video game gives the opportunity to just like have a different voice actor come in and like, you know, finish that story. Because I imagine that with Horizon, whatever the next game is. I like I've always had the assumption that, that they're they're doing a trilogy situation. Yeah. I don't know if that's a conversation we've had or like thought
1: about. We've like, talked a lot about that. Yeah, I've always felt like Especially how the second one ends. Yeah. yeah. With the
2: second one ends, I'm like, this next game feels like it, it probably should wrap up the story to some extent. And so I think with you being this far into the story and this far into this arc for the character, I think the only natural way to, to take it would be to still have that character live out their the natural storyline that you've yeah, that you've um uh concocted for this character right and i think maybe you have a different voice actor come in and finish wow. i don't know what you do to likeness right i think likeness might be a, a a weird thing to figure out you could change the likeness we've seen that before i don't sure. think that would be too much of a shock given the circumstances especially because you're dealing with an audience that knows an audience that understands the, the the situation so if you want to change the likeness to whoever the next actor voice actor is for that thing then i get it but also yeah i think i it's that thing where this is such a different, I think a newer thing for video games because video games sure. are more of a younger thing than something like film where I don't, is it weird to have it be the a different voice actor but then the same likeness because you are keeping the same character? Sure. I guess that's where things get a little bit iffy for me, but you know, I would think that maybe the, the right way to go or a fine way to go would be to just have
1: somebody else come in and finish that role. Jan, I saw you nodding a lot while Blessing was talking.
0: What's your take? Yeah, I pretty much agree with that. I suspect that even if the third game isn't the end i could see it being the end of a lot of what we know as horizon in terms of characters goals so i feel like naturally if there is a horizon even if there is a horizon four i could see a lot of these people not really playing a role in general like of the whole cast because i do feel like three will feel like a form of an end um at least to part of the conflicts that have arisen throughout one and two I do think the probably most likely thing, if I had to guess, is that they're just going to recast the voice actor but maintain likeness. I do think there's also another wrench in this of how the contracts work and the legality of it all. I'm not sure if it's kind of already agreed upon for his role. And then what happens in, in this case? Do they have that already planned out? via the paperwork, is that something that then goes through his estate and then, you know, what do the people in his life that are in control of those type of decisions, those, like, you know, um, would that play a role in, like, what they do anyway? So it might be, there's two things that are kind of factoring in. What the team and, you know, the people involved in the state want to have happen and what's like possible to have happen or what makes sense logistically As sure. as far as burning shores. I, I, I could see him already being in there. I feel like burning shores is something that is probably mostly done. I think especially for those acting aspects, I imagine what they're working on in burning shores at this point with it being, I think, was it like two a month away? come out in april or may um yeah for the date offhand if one of y'all could could grab that as a reminder but i imagine a lot of that work is kind of already solidified so i think if he's if he was in there he was already in there and if he wasn't in there that was unrelated to this kind of thing
1: april 19th april 19th uh so for my answer to the question right i think it's going to go this way in burning shores burning shores is done and locked i think Silence is or isn't in that. I would imagine he has something in there, right? Him and Aloy are on the same page at the end. Spoilers, sorry, for Horizon Forbidden West. We're going to go into very top-level spoilers that clearly you know Silence is still a character in there. He's aligned with Aloy's in what's coming and what they have to do, right? I think Burning Shores will see if whatever they were going to do with that character be the same. I think you'll get a dedication to him, whether it be the very, very front now in the opening credits or mm, at the yeah. very, very end of it, in the, uh, the closing credits. But for... The trilogy going forward, I do not think they will recast the role. I don't think they will recast it, and I don't think they'll do a different VO for it. I think, honestly, what will happen is one of two things, um, and actually probably one of the same. I don't know Lance Reddick, and I don't know his family, so I don't want to talk out of turn here. What I have seen, of course, is the fact that Lance Reddick, and I knew this from being a casual observer, just a fan like everybody else, did love video games, did play a lot of Destiny. Since then, his family has talked about how much he loved. Like, Thank you, Destiny community, for reaching out and showing love. We lo- he loved you guys as much as you loved him. I think with that said, Horizon, or Gorilla will look at Horizon and be like, listen, he was Silence. That's the end-all, be-all of it. And so it'll either be that he, again, top-level spoilers for everything that's going on in uh, Horizon Forbidden West, right? But we know that the nemesis is coming, that they have a giant thing to come together and fight. I could see Silence being the first casualty of that using VO you've either cut before, had in the can, et cetera, et cetera, and say, all right, cool, we're going to use that to do this. Or, again, in a very similar way, not... And I, I was going to say making light of it, but it, it isn't making light of it if you know that I use, I cite Don Rickles, the comedian, as a joke a lot because I like Don Rickles a lot. But when Don Rickles passed away, they still used him in Toy Story because his family said, please don't write him out, please don't recast him. He loved this so much. And they cobbled together voiceover stuff to make him make sense that way. I could see them doing that with the third installment of Horizon as well, right, where they cobble enough together to get him as a part of the story and then have nemesis uh, attack silence and take him out or whatever the hell it is or have enough vo to put him off on his own i i gotta go and go do this thing over there i'm gonna go fight this kind of thing i think that's how they would do it yeah but i, th- I don't think he recast him
2: i think it's just a, such a tough thing to balance right because i think the question is what is the most respectful way to go about it right and i i i look back at um black panther wakanda forever right and how they yeah. approached it yeah, right, yeah, where yeah. it is hey you know Chadwick Boseman is Black Panther like he is he is T'Challa right we can't make another movie with somebody else playing that same role because it won't be the same there is something integral to that actor that is connected to that character that yeah we got to find we have to pass on the mantle of Black Panther right but it's hard to pass on the mantle of T'Challa in a way that makes sense for us right in a way that's honoring that character so the way that they honor that character is to go hey let's start off and, and spoilers for the beginning of Wakanda Forever right let's start off let's make it about him let's grieve and then like let's move forward and make this a story that is centered around grieving in whatever in horizon right i think that's it's a weird scenario since silence is a an important character right but is the, of the story of horizon isn't necessarily uh, centered around that he's character. not
1: t'challa to horizon as t'challa was to
2: exactly right and i wonder if you know the conversation of if you do write t'challa or um, um, silence out of the story how do you do that in a way that is respectful and i don't know if yeah, having the, um, the whatchamacallit, the, the monster that's coming to eat the earth. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if <Nemesis>. you have, <laughs> yeah, if you have Nemesis come through. I was going to say, like, the ball of information, which I think technically is what it is, but, like, if you have Parallax nemesis,
1: from the Green Lantern movie.
2: <laughs> exactly, yeah. If you have Nemesis come through and, like, have silence be a casualty of that, is that a thing that feels respectful and feels honoring of the character? I don't know. Like, I don't
1: have the answers, the answers to those questions. I but think what, it what would it be more one of those honors, where like, it's, like, character? again... You would need the buy-in, and obviously, no matter what happens, it would be at the family's discretion. But I think if they were down of like, oh, he loved being silenced, he loved being video games, like put him in there. I think Gorilla and that family has to make that statement, and Gorilla has to drive that point home in the run-up to it because so many of us would feel that way. And then to your point that I think the mainstream Horizon players who know that Lance Reddick passed but aren't looking at IGN for articles, back to what you said earlier, like, People get that. Unfortunately, people pass away from movies and then you still use their stuff for this, is their final performance. Da da I think you could do it respectfully. Yeah.
0: I think too, so much of the question mark is what kind of story did they want to tell and how might this, this impact that story? That's such an unknown because we don't know sure. what their angle was, you know, for all, especially with the way they ended too. And the way Silent's character is just generally, again, like light spoilers for the, the franchise structure. He's such a like, there and then not there exactly like he's a force yeah. and a presence throughout the games um obviously like and is such like an iconic character in the way that he propels conflict and resolution all in one like what a he's so you know like messy kniving. but also like behind the scenes pulling all the strings kind of thing in so many ways but that being said that also means that his screen time in general does look a little bit differently than what you'd expect from like the other main cast of characters that you like see in, you know, Aloy's army as blessing coined it as. So I'm just not sure also what they already had in mind and how this might impact that or what ways they'd like to impact it or incorporate it. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out. And also hopefully uh, to the degree that they can, I'd be curious about how this did have an impact on the story they end up telling, or where they were gonna do already, um, just from a creative standpoint. Yeah,
2: that's the tough thing is I think so much of it depends on what their plan already was because I could see Silence being in the next game being a lot more present given where we finished the second game um, off of. And I think one of the things that makes it very difficult is the fact that Lance Reddick is so good. Like oh, Lance yeah. Reddick, as I mean, in every role he plays, really, like he, he, he has that like that portrayal of. Oh man! Only Lance Reddick can play this character. Like this is a character that I associate with his personality because his personality, his delivery, and all of his roles were so was so distinct. But yeah, as Silence, it's hard for me to imagine a different actor coming in and playing Silence because Lance Reddick is so that character. Um, but at the same time, that character is so integral to the story and so good that it would hurt to see that character go away. To some uh, in some sense. So like, I really like honestly to this question. There, I, I really don't think there is a right answer. I think it's, it is one of those things where yeah like this happens and it fucking sucks um how can you do it in a, how can you respond to it in a way that is going to be most honoring and like i would love to see something that is all right cool like if we do write this character if we do write uh, silence out of the story how can we turn that into a hey we love lance reddick moment how do we turn that into right. a hey like this person without this person this story would not be what it is right this game would not be, be what it is how do we treat silence who is like kind of a weird villain anti-hero kind of character how do we treat that character in uh, in that way i think maybe that would be the way to go about it but yeah i think there there's multiple options and i don't know how to balance the right one
1: yeah it's a shitty situation for a gorilla to be in obviously obviously the shittiest of the situations is the passing of lance but mm-hmm. yeah how you go in it and i think it's one of those that'll be interesting because clearly they know the story they wanted to tell now they know you know the story they have to tell and how yeah. do you figure that out We'll have to wait and see, sadly. But
0: I do like the burning shores uh, inclusion kind of suggestion slash hope that you had, Greg. Though, like I'm looking for that, and I think it'd be really cool to just like toss into like a some type of memorial area for Lance like within the game and you kind of see that in like you know nods within I'm doing the Miles Morales platinum now and like oh you go to like this statue downtown by like the pizza shop like I'd like to see a little a little something like that um obviously in the next game having a similar thing as well I think would be um a nice moment because I feel like that's not everyone's playing burning shores right but that
1: that, and that's also the thing of that's more reasonable I think where I think there's a lot I wouldn't be surprised knowing gorilla and you know how much Lance meant to them if they were trying to crank on it but Burning Shores has to be approaching gold right now, so it's hard even to jer- have a modeler drop something in out of the blue that mm. is just reference right, right, to that yeah. thing. You have to wait and see what that would be. But, yeah, we'll have to wait and see and see how they put that together. Uh, before we go any further, ladies and gentlemen, let me remind you, of course, you could be watching us record this show live right now at patreon.com slash funny. Over there, of course, you could get dozens of exclusive episodes. You could get exclusive merch. You could have a great time, and you could support this show, your PlayStation show. I love you, XOXO. But guess what, Jack? You're not supporting us. You're watching on YouTube. You're listening on a podcast service. So here's
3: a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Honey for sponsoring this episode. Honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. And thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. And we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. When you check out the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons, you wait a few seconds. You see the fun little dancing guy, Honey searches for coupons and it finds you The best ones. And then you just watch the prices drop. We hear it kind of funny, have been using honey for years, and it's helped us save thousands on tech, costumes, food, you name it. Honestly, I just love how easy it is to just set and forget and. Save that's the best part. Honey doesn't just work on desktops, it works on your phone too. You just activate it on Safari on your phone, you save on the go. If you don't already have honey, you could be straight up missing out. You can get PayPal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kinda funny. That's joinhoney.com slash kinda funny.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
1: Tots, 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 what are y'all giggles about?
2: What do y'all giggles about? Somebody in chat said Greg looks like he should be uh, at a cookout handing out Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> They're not wrong.
1: This is a shirt we sell! Your paycheck depends on this shirt! I, I need to get one of those shirts. I
2: do it's like it. It's not the, the
0: shirt. Cause if it's the shirt it's combined just, with the glasses, know,
2: you know it's, it dad bod, it's dad bod. Dad bod combined you know I mean? with the hair, combined with the personality, uh, the like personality, the undershirt
0: right? peeking out, like yeah. it's just everything. You got about me over it. here, <laughs> like flipping the burgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jenny, you want cheese on this burger?
1: <laughs> Dude, you're nailing it right
0: now. Oh, well, I'm oh, a dad, okay. and I
2: grill. A lot. Yeah, I'm grill quote ones. me a Bible verse, Greg. Quote you a Bible verse. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and behold, he opened the seventh seal. And the sky became his black... This is a revelation. Revelations? This is the end of the world. Yeah. Why do you only have revelations memorized? There's an easy answer for that, ladies and gamer, gentlemen. You know? It's the darkest book. Yeah, well, what was your answer, Janet? Because he's a real gamer. What was your answer, Barrett? I, I have no answer. It's the only Bible verse quoted in Ghostbusters. Thank you, Jordan Vickers. Topic of the show, ladies and gentlemen Chia is upon us as we record this. It is release day, March 21st. You can be playing on PlayStation Plus. It is one of those launches alongside other service. Uh, Of course, it was developed by Janet. Do you know how to say this developer's name?
0: I Awa, like water in Spanish. Awa sub.
1: Oh, Awa sub. Okay, great. Uh, the official description, of course, goes, A tropical open-world adventure. Climb, glide, swim, and sail your boat around a beautiful archipelago in this physics-driven sandbox. Use Chia's soul-jumping ability to take control of any animal or object and jam on your fully playable ukulele. A game inspired by New Caledonia. If you didn't know, New Caledonia is a French territory comprising uh, dozens of islands in the South Pacific. Janet, you have beaten Chia. Yeah. You have reviewed it for a pen to pixel, pen and pixels, pen to pixels. I'm screwed it up. Sorry. Uh, what, what's your kind of funny review scale out of five on this one?
0: My kind of funny review scale out of five is going to be a three out of five, which is on our scale. Okay. I gave it the same rating on my scale, which is good on my scale. So okay. that's a little, so that's you're little confusing, but so
1: no, no, it's fine. But in, so in the, I, I always say there's two. okay's where they're like, it's okay. You know, you might enjoy this or it's okay. Blah, blah, blah.
0: It's the first one. Okay, it's a high. <laughs> it's a, it's a okay. high. Okay, high. Okay. Though no. I feel like now we're getting really into the weeds of like the subs. The sub. This is the, why I love our general. scale being
1: a very general.
0: <laughs> but again, just because I don't think it's quite great, it doesn't quite hit that high though. I did consider it for um, a long time because I really love this game, but ultimately I think the my number one beef with it is I think they were so focused on making a. Fun, frictionless experience that it ends up being a little bit. It lacks a bit of intrigue, especially mm. the more you play it and as you get towards the end. It wasn't until okay. like two thirds through that I kind of was like, man, i I don't think it's quite great. you know, I don't think it quite hits there because everything I do is so repetitive, um, so simple to do, and not because it's um not because it's like too easy or something. I'm not looking for this to be like a difficult game by any means. i don't I'm not looking for that, but I'm looking for intrigue things that make me think a little bit and I feel like it's very much a game of going through the motions and the motions are fun and charming it is a cozy collect-a-thon of a game if you like that setup you're gonna have a good time with this like I'm planning on platinuming this I love this game but again from that critical standpoint it doesn't quite reach that height of being a great game And it's highlighted on a three out of five on both the kind of scale and my own personal one. But highly recommend, again, if you are PS Plus extra tier, uh, it is on, available through that. And I think it's definitely a win for PlayStation in terms of having quality indie games day and date. And having this associated with PlayStation, super good for the brand, super good for players to get to check it out. Um, That is my brief overview with Chia, but of course, there's plenty else to be said
1: blessing did you play any chia
2: no i did not i did not touch chia i was okay. waiting to hear what the J- janet and greg <laughs> reviews were of chia but it's sure. funny because i it, Chia is one that i want to say debuted at maybe a state of play i remember reacting to a thing and like seeing chia and being like oh this looks really neat and one of the big reasons is it looks like it takes a lot of influence from games like zelda sure right? like you look in the meters while they're like you know the open the open land and then gliding across the land and the climbing and all that stuff i'm like oh man this gives me uh breath of the wild vibes right and i don't want it to be the meme of like guy who's only played breath of the wild compared to
1: but like it <laughs> trust me i have vibes. many things to compare this to when i start talking so don't worry about yeah,
2: it yeah but then like in style too it reminds me a little bit of wind waker right i feel like there's a yeah. lot of zelda dna uh going on in this game and so it was in one i've been intrigued about and curious about but um around the time i got the code for this game i also got the code for resume before and yep. so i was like well I got to I got to choose one. I got to choose one. But I'm curious to hear what you're talking about. I got to put, put me first. I got to put me first.
1: Uh yeah, so I've not rolled credits on Chia. Uh and I think, you know, I my I have a whole narrative to its unto its own of what she is and what where I'm at with Chia, right? And I don't think it comes as a shock to anybody who pays attention on uh, social media, uh, how my year has been going, let alone my March, is that I'm not good. And the day this goes up on Friday, a kind of funny podcast is going to go up. That's me and Tim talking about this. But, like, I'm fucked up right now. And so that obviously is grief and a million other things going on and just, you know, a million other things we'll talk about in the podcast. But what I want to do is take that thread and talk about when I finished my last review, I was like, I need to play Chia. And I forget if it was Thursday or Friday of last week here in the office. Must have been Friday, actually. And I, I turned it. I played a, a couple things on uh, uh, PlayStation VR, uh, Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners. And then popped into, I'm like, I need to do Chia so I can do this. This looks like a Greg game. The problem was is that I wasn't feeling like Greg on that day. So I put it on and jumped into it. And it was, like, it's beautiful. I love the art style. I love the music. I love all these things. And I was sitting there just fucking grumpy and depressed and, like, You know, I don't want to do this. I just want to wrestle. I just want to go play 2K23. You know what I mean? I want to just do my facts and shit. You know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I put an hour into it and it was like pulling teeth for me where I was like, this is checking all the Greg boxes, but I'm not there. Like, I'm just not there for this game. I need to step away. And so I stepped away uh, and I was like, it doesn't matter. Janet's reviewing it. So I don't need to push it. I, you know, I can just ask her questions and talk about it and find out when we get there. Uh, To then throughout the weekend, I felt more and more of a pull to go back to Chia. Like, it It started softly, and then I was like, damn, that actually, like, exploring that island is fun, and I do love the color. And, the like, you know, when we talked about it, you know, ahead of time, not on the show, I don't think, just in, 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 hanging out, shooting the shit. I was like, I don't know, like, the soul jumping into animals, I don't know, that doesn't sound enticing to me. But the way I use it in puzzles, like, damn, that's actually kind of inventive, and to use it as a traversal mechanic. I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. And so, last night, I finally got to go back to it and sit down and play through it, and it was one of those things that that, it was like, that's... I was in the mood, I was in the mindset and that hit for me. And so I think obviously Janet's review is the review 3 out of 5 for the kind of funny scale, I, especially since I'm not, I'm early in it, right? I'm still first third probably. I'm still definitely the first third of it. So it's like I'm not even remotely where it would be. I can see what you're saying Janet cuz that on the on the angry friday of playing it, I was just like Phew. It's just fucking fetch quest. All it is is fetch. You know what I mean? Go do this thing for this yeah. person so that they can give you the thing that you need for, to go do for the other person. And it was like, even after a few hours of playing last night, I was like, that is still what this game is. But as much as the Zelda rings true, as much as a million other games people are going to want to and understandably throw, show, throw at it, what it reminds me of, what resonates with me, and this is a reductive take, but it's you know an elevator take of it, right? It is a playable Moana. Where it's it feels so much like that. What I found so enchanting and charming about Moana, I see in this game. Where I love the character, I love the animation, I love the color palette, um, I love the music. That's been so surprising to me. Is I, you know, I know that there's a ukulele in the game, sure, whatever. And in the trailer, you see you playing a ukulele, but to get to this these sections where it is like, all right, cool, you know, now it's, you're gonna play the Guitar Hero section of it, of you know, to join into this your own song or somebody else is singing or into this giant jamboree that's happening at the town festival kind of thing. I find it okay, this is cool to play it, but then the, the ability to just hit L3 and have it autoplay and not feel like you're punished. The game is very much um I think designed to remove the friction points where there are the press pause right and it's like do you want to skip this gameplay segment like to get out yeah. of this thing altogether. Like it's meant to be enjoyed and it's, that's why I think it's a step beyond watching Moana, but it's in that kind of same vibe. And that I know would turn certain people off. I love it. Cause I'm not turning off the music game. Cause I think it's hard. I'm turning it off because I think the song is fucking dope. They are singing in French and I can't play the game and read the lyrics. And again, it's so beautiful. Like last night I was doing this thing where, you know, for one of the little villages, I did the thing and we're having this and I'm just like, capture, capture, capture. Like I thought all the shots looked so good and were so much fun and were so lively and so like, oh man, like I, I want to exist in this world. But to Janet's point that I can already see it, like again, I am I call it fetch quest you know, simulator or whatever. It is that idea of existing in that world is that lazy, slower paced tropical vacation. It is the lazy river, like when you're on there, yeah. right? Like the game is just meant to be like, it is the open world of Zelda, and it is climb anywhere, and it is a glider, but it's also like, just, hey, man, why don't you get that braided thing over there? You know, I, I keep turning, the ukulele, very Zelda-like, can be used to change the time of day. And so when I'm like, you know what, I'm making my way across this entire island, let's turn it to night, because then I can see in the distance the things that, uh, like, the pillars of light for what really I should smart. go collect and go do that way. Janet... Am I going to end up hating this game or is it uh, uh, because you like the game even though you think it gets repetitive okay
0: yeah like I don't think you're end up hating it by any means I think especially to um and I hesitate to say this because I don't want to feed the like yeah reviewer rush game versus true experience I never beat the game the true experience is never beating the game it's also if we want to go statistics wise because most people (laughs) won't finish games um but again putting all that aside I do think playing at your pace, chilling, enjoying it. Yeah. I only noticed, like, once I got to that final third where, like, the glass kind of shattered for me, where I'm like, and again, I'm doing a a review, a formal review. I did a written review, a video review. Like, I'm in the weeds on, in-depth on this thing. So I'm like, well, you know, I got to be honest. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't quite do everything I hoped it would. I think for me, the number one beef I have with it is just that they invites so many moments of creativity, which is so fun, so great, with the soul capture um, or soul jump mechanic where you can go into a rock or a deer and then you can be a dog digging in the sand. And they do so many cool things with that. But I think specifically in the main quest line, there's not a lot of use cases for doing those things in interesting ways Mm -hmm. with two Mm -hmm. exceptions. One is early on and it's you need an egg and you can become a chicken and then lay the egg. I'm like, hell yeah, that's so cute, so smart. And there's another one later on but other than like those two, there's not. And again, there might be other stuff. Maybe if you do like the treasure hunting, like my, um, you know, friend and co-worker at MinMax, uh, at Game Informer, Kyle Hulliard, he did the uh, review for. Um, game informer, and he like mentioned in his review that he really like loved like the treasure hunting or just talking to him. He talked about that a lot. I didn't do any of the treasure hunting. The treasure hunting is optional. So I'm not saying there's not maybe moments off the beaten path that might invoke that, but I did a lot of side stuff and I did the main quest. And there wasn't just a lot of times where I felt like they got as much juice out of those mechanics as they could have. And that's kind of where I'm left wanting, where there isn't You know, once you do one thing, you've kind of done it all. You know, I get a braided trinket. They're already marked on the map really easily. You go to the um, points of views to sort of do a shout, which kind of functions as a scan to add stuff to your map even further. So it's like everything's just on my map. So it is a lot of, okay, well, I need this thing. Let me go to where it's marked on the map. And then getting there, you can just, like, let me turn to a bird and then just fly over there. So then there's not as much engagement with, I think, some of the systems they have. And for that reason, it does become, like... I compare it in my review to... This is supposed to be an adventure game, but it's as much of an adventure as it is being at the grocery store with a really detailed list. Like, you're going and you get in the thing. Now, that sounds really, like, negative, but the reason that I end up not minding that as a player in terms of, hey, I'm playing the game, am I having fun with the game, am I enjoying it, do I recommend it? The answer to all those things is yes, because I just like being in that sandboxy world. Yeah. I think they do the the jump works really well. It's very fluid. Um, swinging from the trees when you like pull back the joystick and the tree can like fling you. Um, the way that it isn't super harsh with the stamina meter and you can easily upgrade the stamina meter. The stamina meter is also kind of your health. Like someone in the chat asked, is there fall damage? Like there can be if you fall really high, but that's all based on your stamina meter. So and that auto regenerates you know as you're standing still or not jumping or whatever or not climbing, I guess. So I just enjoyed doing that. Like I like checking boxes. This is a check the box kind of game. Like 100%. I spent like an hour, like getting pearls in the water, like grinding for pearls and resources to buy like a pink daisy, like decal thing for my boat. And like, that was fun. I had fun doing that. I think it's well constructed and I enjoyed that process. But again, looking at it from the more, you know, game criticism lens, this does hit as a three out of five for me because it is lacking in a little bit more um, by the way of good mission design. Like, I think the world design fire the mechanics fire the the way there's so much love infused into this game which is not to say that every developer isn't you know pouring love and, and hard work and detail into their projects but with chia i truly feel the results of that work like straight up i looked up flights to new caledonia dude i was I'm thinking
1: like, the same thing last night playing it's, i'm it's, like it's i gotta go to new caledonia this place like, looks dope
0: you can go there i'll send me i'll watch the instagram story because i might it might take me a while to get there okay i gotta see if i maybe <laughs> Maybe Isaiah can get us there I can't get us there maybe Isaiah mm-hmm. could but it and even looking at like if you look on you know YouTube there is these um the developers did like a bunch of co- a content for this game and one of them is like these devlogs comparing New Caledonia and the islands there to the game and straight up like I watched just the first video of that during my review shot for shot with some of these wow. and it's funny because I've never been there. I wasn't really like super familiar with the terrain of New Caledonia until playing this game. But playing this game and enjoying the scenery and the flora and the fauna, it made me want to go and look. Okay, what's? Let me see what New Caledonia is like in real life. And then seeing seeing it be such a one to one, like it just hits so hard. And there's something so beautiful. And I think there's power in that beauty they created with that. So again, even though I do think some spots are lacking, yeah. I still really love this game. And it's why I'm. It's like Again, what blessing always mentions with what I mentioned back in the day, the three out of five love is like a five out of five. Chia is that for me, where I'm enjoying getting all this stuff. Why do I like it? I like playing crane machines in games and this one or claw machines. This one has a claw machine, you know? I'm getting trophies, doing the slingshot thing, and then yeah. I'm using those trophies and then and then that gives me a costume and I can wear a cow hat on my head. And like I like that stuff. That stuff excites me, it intrigues me, it gives me joy. And I think if you're that person if this is resonating with you, you are absolutely absolutely going to love Chia. Yeah. And you might still have that conclusion that I have Greg of like, yeah, I can see why this isn't, you know, moving heaven and earth for people, but it'll still be a game that you'll probably really love. Like if you love it now from the jump, you're still going to love it. It's just that you might, like for me, I found myself wishing that there was that little extra oomph to really put it over the edge into greatness. Um, but again, a good game's still a good game, and yeah. I think Chia is, is very much like a good a good game and a great one to have on PlayStation Plus.
1: I think one of the interesting parts about it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is I had no hype coming in for Chia. Like it was obviously an indie yeah. and PlayStation was behind it, and that's fine. But the more we heard about it or looked at it, or like the animal jumping thing, I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna like that. Oh, it's mm-hmm. like puzzly, I'm not gonna like that. To get here and find that it's a it reminds me so much of Alba the photo game I, yeah. I played before and yeah. liked and I mm-hmm. and all but was in the same thing of like oh I spread that out over multiple weeks I enjoyed what I did but I had to be in the mood of I want to go to this vacation island spot and run around and do stuff and that's how I feel about this one where I don't see chia being like I got to get home every night and play chia till I platinum it or beat it I see it being that I chip away at it over time and it's just something I go and do because yeah it's easy enough to jump in and figure out where you were and what's going on with it um Everything you, you're saying, Janet, I think resonates with me for it. One of the questions I saw go through came from Snug Slacks, also known as Slug Snacks once in a while, uh, who asked, How long did it take you to beat it?
0: It took me, according to PlayStation's very broken clock, 10 hours. Okay. Um, the dev slash PR side couched this as like a 10 to 15 hour experience, which I do think that's probably pretty accurate. I personally beat it in three. Pretty long sessions. Like uh-huh. I played, you know, a good amount the first time, and obviously I also did the preview, which did not carry over because I did the preview on PC Epic Game Store and the full review on PlayStation. But it also made it so that like I kind of like I had the combat super down, which there is combat in this game. I That question I've seen come up just like throughout conversations I've had online with this game. It's very minimal and pre- it's almost completely optional, except for some a quest at the end. Is it just but those everything...
1: uh, paper people or
0: okay? Yeah, um, I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation. I think it's I want to say Mano uh i might be missing that's m-a-a-n-o and they're like so there's there's a big bad uh me uh, mayo ivonia uh, like i knew all this for the if you watch my video review i said everything correctly because <laughs> i look at it right before uh here a little bit less so because i'm just reading it again the um everything is in french slash traditional languages of new caledonia um, by default and by like Oh, that's the only way to hear it. That's the only way to hear the game. But the language for subtitles, obviously it's your choice and they have a number of languages to pick from. Me of course using English. Um but that's why I don't like know the pronunciation as yeah. well because I have to look it up outside of the game. Um but they're like soldiers made of fabric and totems made by like the big bad that you're kind of you know the the person that's the reason that your father gets taken in the beginning, which is, is this is like spoilers for the first one. Well, I mean that's the game. whole that's
1: the whole basis of the game, right? Exactly. Like, like your even father the PR gets taken, you have to try to help him back, get back.
0: Exactly. So, um, they have these encampments and they're throughout the island. It's optional for you to like go and do that. The way it's optional, do a lot of this stuff. Like you don't have to like do the rock stacking mini game to get more soul melodies you don't have to you know you need a few braided trinkets but not even that many um it's very much a game that gives you a lot of things you can do but allows you to like not necessarily do any of them like you don't have to do the shooting range mini game you don't have to do the races you don't have to but i would argue that's some of the most fun stuff in the game like the fun of the game is enjoying the island and checking out all the activities but to bring it back to the combat basically there's two ways to go about the combat you can pick up like stuff like a lantern and throw it as chia like as the girl or the way that i do it is i soul jump into those objects and then you can do a um a show a soul toss which is basically when you throw the object and like you kind of bounce out of the object and the object gets you like, like tossed. It, and, yeah yeah and all those things happen in slow motion like you jumping into the creature or object that's slow mode for you to get in there you doing the toss it's also slowed down kind of similar to like you know Horizon like Aloy's focus, Like would slows down. You can kind of aim. Um, I got, I had a, some trouble with that in the preview, like getting used to the feeling. But once you get used to that f- capture and toss mechanic, I was like f- sick out there with this thing. I was a fucking god, and it's not a hard game or anything by any means, so it doesn't really mean a lot. But I was like, man, I'm fucking playing Anne one Chia. Like I'm dropping <sighs> in. I'm like jumping into something. I'm throwing a log. I'm bouncing back out. I'm inside a gasoline can. Like I was. I was destroying this army, and it was super fun. So I actually so, did end up really enjoying that combat aspect of it too. So
1: far, for those fire, fire guys, all I do is I possess a log in the fire, and then just roll that around their encampment, setting them all on fire. Oh, um,
0: I never even thought to do that. And I and I do think those are times where like you see like pockets of what. That next level that I didn't quite reach, where sure. having I think with this idea of you've just taking the Breath of the Wild part out of it, which is the easy, very easy comparison, but the fact that it's a physics-driven sandbox, the idea is, and I don't know if the etymology of how we use sandbox comes from this, but it's that idea of of play and freedom. And hearing that from you is so cool. And I think what I wanted to see from this game that I think it kind of lacked is a little bit more more opportunities for stories like that, more ways to get things done, a little bit more. And, and, and missions that are constructed in a way that offers a multitude of approaches. Now, I think your example with combat is a really cool one because, yeah, I didn't do that. Um, every now and then I do see moments of, oh, you did it this way. Like, I didn't realize you could do that. Like, I didn't realize you could eat the food you picked up and instead of just going to, like, the food stands that can help, like, replenish one of your meters, yeah, yeah, yeah. like your soul meter. So there's a, there's a few pockets of that. But I do think that the missions don't fully take you there in the way that I wish they did Um, an example
1: would be like if you don't mind me cutting you off like where I am right now where I was like oh that's neat I hope there's more of that is like you know early on in the game a woman wants a crab so I went and got the crab and it's like I was like oh there's crab traps outside of it so I'll possess the crab and then walk it into the trap and then pop out and the crab trap itself wasn't actually interactable like that I was like, oh, fine. So, like, oh, I yeah. I possessed the crab still, and then I walk it up on the beach, and then I popped out of it, and I had to run and chase it and grab it real quick, and then I started running with it, like, holding it above my head, like, fucking link with a bomb, and then yeah. finally I noticed the button prompt of, like, oh, sto- store it. I was like, oh, I could do that way. Okay, it's like, and then I became a bird, and then I flew to the location to get it. It was like, that was pretty fun all around. I enjoyed that, trying to figure out what to do with these mechanics and how to make it go.
0: Yeah, I think, too, just, it's funny, because, like, I talk about wanting a little bit more, almost like pushback from the mission structure. But again, that's not to be conflated with inherent difficulty Mm because I do really like what they do with so much of the difficulty in terms of you can skip the rhythm games, which also, the first two are really easy. After that, if you're on like a controller on PlayStation, those are some sort of games that are like kind of hard, but in a good way. Like I had fun doing them. Like they were really challenging to like swirl around, like to hit the different chords and things quickly. Um, but ha- having the option to skip that, having the option to skip entire gameplay sections. Um, they even have an option that's, I forgot what they call it, but it's basically like family friendly mode. And it's if you're, you know, playing with a child or you're like having a setting up for like a child to play Chia and you don't want them to see some of the more like, dark content in the game you can like toggle it and that'll like change some stuff so like a light example of that is there's this um really funny scene where one of the things you need is like a dead chicken and the girl like just takes <laughs> the girl just takes a knife and just cuts the chicken's head off and like the chicken's fine it's kind of walking around not dead yet with little blood squirting out of it like kind of it's looking fine. like. A, just
1: a headless chicken with blood spurting out of its yeah, neck i, like, I like saw like this a, last night i was like damn <laughs> yeah
0: like a, a manga style gore but that is you know a lot if you're, you know, a young kid. And there's a few other scenes too. Like this story goes to some shockingly dark places. Like there's, I'm not gonna spoil it, but there's a moment in this where I'm playing it. I see a scene, I immediately capture it. And I'm like, Isaiah, you have to look at what just happened because it was so fucking crazy. Like I was like, holy shit this is like some dark shit that they put in here. And there's also some, a lot of moments of humor too, that I was kind of surprised by. Like there's a scene early on where like, she has to fill out all this paperwork and just the way it's like edited with like the sound design in there. Um, So I think so many, while my holistic like opinion of Chia is that it's a little bit lacking to hit that level of greatness. I do think there's so many pockets of it. And I think that's one reason why I am so hot on it. You see so many good, smart, fun decisions made that the sum of all those parts ends up being a really enjoyable experience even though for me again it doesn't quite hit that four level but i still really love it and i'm excited for more people to play it and i wish it scored higher because i drafted it in my fantasy credit but that's okay
2: how do you guys feel like this uh fits into i guess the ethos of where playstation indies are because over the last few years right as we got into the, the new generation of playstation you've seen them promote games like chicory we've seen them include games like Sifu and kana and other uh, stray and like other games that almost fit this indie to like triple I indie into like sure. m- maybe even double A space uh, that they've they've been pushing that feels like they're trying to create this narrative of what a PlayStation indie looks like. Does Chia feel like it fits within that narrative that they've created, and is that is Chia something you'd like to see more from PlayStation indies in particular? <sighs>
1: Janet, I'll start since I'm the earliest, and I know you'll have more to say. My first impression of it would be, yeah, it fits there. Because I feel like when you run through the indies you just talked about, and I include Chia, right, it has... You're talking about indies that have, I think, a bump in quality. Not that I'm insulting anybody, but probably time, budget, stuff like that in terms of what you're doing. You're talking about a stray or something. And then have something to say. I don't know if Chia's saying something in terms of its story, because I'm not that deep into it, but definitely... like you i i the shocks no one, i'm sure because i'm a complete moron like i never heard of new caledonia before this game Mm -hmm. and it is all over this game i mean they are they make a point to keep saying it put it almost as the tagline of the game and remind you are there and like it's definitely saying something about that place it's definitely giving that kind of love and that kind of uh tlc to the gameplay and what the world is and the island like janet's talking about of like i can sit there and be like you know I don't know how the story will pan out or how I'll feel end, but I definitely am of the mindset that they were like, let's pack this place full of cool shit to do and things to check off your list. Like Janice talking about, but like last or yeah, yesterday's play session, I got to one section where it was like, you know, I had to um, craft a totem and it's like, this is the introduction to the mechanic, right? That'll become like, I use this to open up secret areas or whatever, but it was like, I got it and I, it was just a log. And then I had like the chisel and I was like, and it showed me what it wanted me to do. And I'm like, what? And I chipped away at one. And I'm like, I guess I'm done. And then I looked at the thing. I'm like, oh no, like that, the one I'm supposed to make only has one whisker on this side. I have three here. So you chip away. Oh, and his eyes. And he's missing this tooth. And I was like, oh man, like I, I did it. And I was like, I fucking love this. I want to go find all those other ones because I like that mini game so much that I want to do that throughout. Like, I feel like that level of quality speaks to what PlayStation's trying to do with their indie lineup. But Janet, you can say better than I on the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that um, general take. And for me, I would say the number, I'll kind of take a different angle. The number one reason I think this fits in great with the library of PlayStation indies is because it fits fills a gap that PlayStation is kind of lacking in. I think even even in the AAA space to a degree, like let me know if you can think of examples because a lot of people like the style of physics-driven sandbox adventure game. You know, I'll just say it, Zelda-like. It is a Zelda-like game. It's just yeah. not puzzly, which again, some people will really fuck with because I ain't going front. Like I love Zelda but man, playing some of those games, like I'm, too, I'm like I'm too fucking dumb to play this game. I don't know what <laughs> the, the puzzles get really freaking complex. And I do think Chicory is Zelda-like in its general construction as well. Though it wouldn't be the number one game. I immediately point to. I think just because it's so centered around like adventure and like creativity more. Like it's kind of a funkier thing. But that game's also kind of Zelda-like. So again, not saying there's literally none, but you know, please give the examples if you have them because people look out for these games. But I think it helps check that box because for me there aren't a lot of those kind of experiences. Even if you look at something like, you know, Nintendo, which obviously has Zelda proper, but they also have a lot of clones as well, like available on that platform. And I think PlayStation is kind of lacking in that type of adventure. And also like even not that everything needs to be this, but a family friendly type of adventure too. Like there just aren't a lot of Of those experiences that I can think to point to, again, toss out a couple examples if y'all can think of some, whether between you two or the chat, Um, but that's another reason I think it really helps round out that collection, because it fills, especially like with the open world aspect of it being indie, it fills a spot that was lacking, and I think the number one thing that PlayStation should be and probably does have in mind when they're coming up with these, you know, deals and and such, is making sure that you round out the experiences to the point where, sure, everyone's going to still associate PlayStation with triple a single player story like i think that is playstation's bread and butter of course but you want it to be a place where i i want to be able to get everything from playstation you know my competitive my indie my open you know all these different aspects and have it like deliver on everything and i think chia fills a gap that they do sort of have but again if people got examples you know toss them out
1: well that's Chia. I'm excited to play more of it. Janet, thank you for your review. Everybody, of course, go to pen to if you want to read Janet's entire review, where she goes into more detail and has more fun. Chia, 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 blessing. Greg, what's happening this week in PlayStation? Neil Druckmann's out here teasing the last
2: of season two. I'm going to read from Zarmita Khan at PlayStation Lifestyle. Naughty Dog co-president Neil Druckmann has tweeted a, pe- a peculiar poster for HBO's The Last of Us Season 2, and it teases something fans will instantly recognize if they've played The Last of Us Part 2. This poster was originally st- shared for Outbreak Day back in 2017, but players will know exactly what Druckmann did here. Uh, Barrett has it pulled up if you are watching the video version where uh, Neil tr- tweeted out, "No, The Last of Us on HBO tonight. Of course, this is on Sunday. Uh, but Season 2 is already on its way. Endure and survive. And you see an image of what looks like... It looks like Abby's arm. I got to assume yeah, it's Abby's arm. Very, very buff arm. Uh, Abby's arm holding a hammer uh, with the last under it. Um, and yeah, like, I, guess, I guess where I want to take this is. I was going
1: to say, I, didn't, I saw people freaking out, but I didn't get it. Where I was like, "This is an yeah. old poster." Yeah, that was yeah. Like, yeah Abby's too. gonna be in the part I, two, and she's gonna beat the shit out of everybody. Yeah. I thought it was a fan poster. Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. I saw <laughs> when I saw Neil tweet
2: this, I was like, "Neil, you gotta cite your sources. You can't just tweet fan stuff out of context. You gotta link the original thing." But I guess yeah, this is for uh, back when they were first starting marketing for the last lastest part two. Um, I guess the, yeah. The question I want to take this to is like, what do you guys expect from season two? Do you guys think that it'll be a one for one like? Let's match up the exact format we did for Lastus Part Two. Spoilers for Lastus Part Two as we get into this, right? Like, is it going to be first half Ellie, second half Abby, or do you guys think they recontextualize it for TV? Did
0: they recontextualize it, yeah. I th- and they already said that they're going to, mo- they, which I, I wish I knew where they said this, but I believe they already said they're either going to, um, change some things, yeah, in addition the- to like making it. Like longer than just a singular season. And they already changed things for like the first one anyway to a degree. I that's think we'll thing, see that's the context more changes. where
2: I, I, I believe it was either Craig or Neil talking about like, yeah, we'll change things for season two or for Last as Part Two in the same way that in season one, there were change ups for Last as Part One, right? To make it more appropriate for TV.
1: See and I but I, and when we did this conversation on the last of the recap show we did for screencasts, the morning of the finale where yeah that's right the review of the finale before we talked to Neil I was very much like no I think they're going to have to intercut them I don't think they want to do season 2 LA story season 3 Abby story I think they turn people off yada 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 blah blah blah, blah. and then when we talked to Neil I was like fuck he, the way he was talking about it he I thought he made it sound in that spoiler cast with us very much like well, no, we like Last of Us to Part 2 how it was, and like, not that we're not going to make any changes. Clearly, there'll be changes, but mm-hmm. I I left that, and I was like, fuck, they're probably going to stick to the same thing. I, think, yeah. I yeah, don't
2: cause know. That's, that, that was kind of the point of the original piece of art, was yeah. to get you uh, kind of on one side so hardcore and then have you swing the other way. And so I, 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 I think... To try to go back and forth between season two, I think lessens that uh, in a way of uh, what the the story is trying to do for uh, the people consuming it. So, um, yeah, I, I think they stick with one character for each season. I, I based on actually the same thing, right? The Neil Druckmann interview. I think they, that's the direction they might go, right? Of sticking with that thing. I don't. I I personally get scared of that, right? I think <laughs> for the original game, it is such a for me, that is such a video game story Uh yeah. hey, yeah, let's point, point A to point B. It's pointed to point B. It is you're getting all that in one package, so you're not taking a year, two year break between Ellie's story and Abby's part of the story, right? And letting that letting that gestate. And then also, you know, I compared the game uh, during our spoiler cast to like Shadow Colossus in the way that for me Shadow Colossus works so well as a game because it is a video game, right? Because they are putting you in those shoes and you are. Going through killing this colossus yourself, having that realization of like, oh shit, what have I done? What am I doing? And part of why last of us part two hits f- so well for me is the fact that it is, oh, I am in Ellie's shoes. Like I am literally in Ellie's shoes, seeing like I, I played last of us part one. I am seeing what Abby did to this person I loved. I am now going out on this quest to like get um get revenge doing all these things, and it is all me. And then having that switch to Abby and actually having to be in her shoes, I think tells that story so much better than what you could do in TV. Yeah. Like last is part one, the, the transition to a television show. I at first I was a bit trepidatious. By the end, I, by the time we got to it, I was confident because they were saying all the right things, treated the right way, having Neil involved, having Troy and, all, and everybody sure. involved. Season two is the one where I'm. Season two and the future are the ones where I'm like, oh man, all right, let's see, because I, 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 for me, that works so well as a video game. I don't know if I, if. I don't know if I'm going to receive it as well as it is, as a TV version if they leave it as is. And I don't know like if the response is going to be that much better, which it doesn't have to be, obviously like even Neil said, like, I don't, we don't care. Like what yeah, yeah, the yeah. response is right. It is what it is. We want to get a reaction out of people. Cause that's what art does. Um, that said, I feel like the format of the art worked so well as a video game. And I don't know if I, I don't know if that same format would do it as a TV show. I think I would prefer to see it. Like, intercut in some ways or at least bleeding through in some ways right teasing the 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 abby switch up janet what do you think
0: yeah i think i'd like to see maybe some degree of it being intercut because i think even as a game like there's three endings to the game not literally it just feels like <laughs> oh we're done here oh no there's well obviously there's more of the game left now we're now we're abby and then it's like we're done here and they're like no there's still more of the game left and then i'm like Okay, now we're done. And then they're like, Yeah, we're done. But also like who's a cutscene at the end. Um, and it's like <laughs> and it does end up being a lot to take in. Um, so yeah, I mean obviously, I don't know, I'm not a TVologist, you know? I'm not yeah. <laughs> I'm not a script writer. I feel like they did a pretty good job with season one. I do think and I mentioned this I think last week, so I don't want to be too repetitive, but with season one I was like watching it and I'm like, Wow, man this is a better place for this story. This story is hitting harder than it did in the game. And then I got like halfway through and I'm like, actually the game might be the best place for this story, which is where the story started. Who knew? Um, and I also think too, like it doesn't necessarily have to be better or worse. I think it just needs to be good at what it is, which is like in this case, a TV show, you know, cause there are people that are gonna be watching it that haven't played the game at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think some changes would need to be made in terms of that narrative structure. Cause I think even in the game, aspects of that narrative structure once you're done with like done sort of with the second talk like i think the way that game wraps up in terms of narrative construction feels a little bit whiplashy so i think something would have to be done to make it not quite feel that way and then i think there's also the struggle of like which i know it's you know Debatable. Y'all had this conversation around, I forgot which show it was, maybe it was Mandalorian of talking about filler versus not filler and what is filler. Does filler really even exist there in are a episodes in this...
2: as uh, Carboni puts it.
0: Yes, episodes exactly. Of a
2: television show.
0: But at the same time, Shut like Carboni. You know, <laughs> watching with my family, like I know everyone's like, oh my god, the DLC, the left behind DLC and now seeing on screen. I'm not trying to downplay that, but my family didn't give a fuck about that. They're like, this was what was this filler episode? Like, because they didn't know those people. They didn't really care like that. You know, yeah. it's a different thing and not that my is the end all be all of of tv criticism but i wondered how many people have that reaction as well because again we got this as dlc after the fact of having played the game so it's like a whole different thing um so yeah very curious to see what this, they do with it
1: this is something i was talking about when i originally was like i think they have to shake it up i think they have to try to tell them not concurrently all the way right you we still needed to be that joel and tommy meet abby in the group and we don't know who they are because you can only yeah, – that, that's going to sure. be such a fucking awesome episode of mm-hmm. television and, and, like, catch so many people by surprise to have it be – you meet this other group of, you know, survivors. There's this blizzard. You finally get in the house. Why you all looking at us? You act like you know us, right? And it's going to be fucking insane. Uh, I can't wait for that moment. Yeah. And even then, I think it might be that, you know, if you – it is that – not that if it is – you know why all can you act like you know that's because we do and Abby blow, you know shoots Joel right there right I feel like that's a cut and that's credits for the episode the week right and then I could see the next week's episode being the introduction of Abby's story right yeah her and her dad saving the zebra then all the stuff then we oh fuck like that's why she shot him oh my god yeah. and then we meet back up with and that that's my thing
2: that's like those are the kind of switch-ups that I would like to see yeah right? that I think could be additive for a TV format because like the difference between TV and video games like for video games at least for the is part two, you are locked to that character right like they could have done it in a way where it's like oh yeah like every other chapter you're switching between the characters but the way they decided to do it for the video game is hey you are playing as ellie that way you are you know progressing as ellie upgrading as ellie getting side of the story and then boom second half you are playing as abby upgrading as abby getting that side of the story all that stuff I t- for last was the tv show especially when you look at season one it is hey, like, it's episodes, right? It is these standalone stories. It is, here's Sam and Henry's episode. Here's Bill and Frank's episode. Here's the La- Left Behind episode. Here's uh, Joel and um, uh, his, his daughter daughter's episode, right? Like, it is so like, hey, we are telling all these individual stories within the season to then, you know, build up the whole thing. Last is Part 2, I don't know if, if Last is Part 2 lends itself as much to the format the way it is, but I think it can if you do rearrange things in, in a certain way to make to make it make more sense and for a tv show i think it is more natural to go all right now here's the episode about um you know abby and her partner all right now here's the episode about ellie and dina and when they get to seattle and the horse pulls up <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, i i i think you can find ways to to, to sure work around no. it no <laughs> um We've known you for so long but yeah i'm excited to see and I, I think the other thing too is the in the way that the video games are we do we have last is part one and last is part two right and Blast is Part 2 we still look at it as Ellie's story. It's Ellie and, and Abby's story, right? But like for TV because it is seasonal and I know they're probably not calling it well they aren't They aren't calling it part 1, part 2 for yeah, the for yeah, the TV yeah. show. But in the way that we assume is going to be season 2 being Ellie's story, season 3 possibly just being Abby's half of the story. That is a w- interesting and maybe weird way to format a like part 1, part 2, part 3. Like by the time we're getting to part 3 it's like oh, okay, this is now an entirely different story. Like, I don't know if that hits the same way on a TV show versus the way that it, that, that it is packaged as one thing in the in the video game, if that makes sense. Sure. But we shall see. We shall see. Uh, next up, we got some breaking news for you for PSLVU Exo. For us live. For us live, yeah. You on Friday will probably know more than we do about this. This will be old news by the time yeah you're listening to this. But breaking, Spider-Man 2... Could come in September. I'm reading from Grant Taylor Hill at Insider Gaming. Tony Todd, Venom's voice actor, has dropped a telling message on Twitter that apparently confirms Spider-Man 2 will be launching in September, with an aggressive publicity campaign kicking off in August. In the post on Twitter, Todd, who has apparently flouted any NDA that may have been in place, responded to a comment stating that he'd been told commercials will start dropping in August to advertise the release of Spider-Man 2, which will now reportedly launch in September. Todd posted an image on Twitter showing himself in a motion capture frame uh, to which a user stated, can't come quick enough, uh, Spider-Man 2. Now, we're not sure why, but but Tony Todd responded with (laughs) full unrestricted transparency, clearly stating the following. Quote, looks like September. (laughs) That's a really funny reply. (laughs) Looks like September. Massive publicity coming in August. Commercials start dropping in August, so I'm told. Hold on to your dot, dot, dot and hold your breath. Gonna be gonna be necessary, <laughs> and that's the tweet.
1: That's the tweet, <laughs> that's really and funny. it's blowing up right now, live as we are podcasting. And so, <laughs> some people are responding, somebody responds, Yo, Tony, is this for real, man? Because I'm losing it. And Tony Todd just goes, Oops, <laughs> and then he, retweeted, he retweeted the oops, <laughs> he retweeted his own oops, so you could see it's not just a response. Tony Todd's like, Fucking Somniac, I don't give a shit what their plan was. That's so funny. I mean, cool. He also retweeted somebody who said the NDA and went, shh. He retweeted that? Does he not know how NDAs work? I don't know, man. That is
2: so funny. He
1: retweeted, surely we'll see gameplay in the May slash June with the rumored showcase. Oh, my God. Do you think he's just like,
2: uh, by the way, Barry, you can pull away the spoilers, bro, thing. Unless these are spoilers for Spider-Man's release date. Venom's Uh, in it. (laughs) (laughs) Venom's in it, spoilers. Do you think he, like, just listens to KFGD and he's like, oh, yeah, they talk about it probably being September, so.
1: I think it's (laughs) a normal thing where I think so many voice actors just don't. Like it's, it's just okay. Yeah, somebody's saying, "Oh man, I can't wait." Uh, you don't have to wait long. He thinks he's probably doing the right thing of like promoting yeah. the game or whatever, right? But, uh,
2: but also, uh, just looking at his uh, uh, filmography, he doesn't do a lot of VO work. Yeah, is the thing. Like he's primarily like an actor, like, television and film and stuff yeah. like that. So Th-
1: that's usually the mo- when you see the the mistakes. I remember yeah. a TV actor who, back in the day, came over to uh, do video games and uh, for around PlayStation All Stars. He tweeted, he responded to some fan being like, it's so awesome that X, Y, and Z are all in this game. He's like, it's an honor to work alongside them. And, it got, and I DM him like, dude, that none of that's announced. He's like, oh shit, I'm sorry. And it turned that's out to so actually funny. be a rumor. He didn't know. They were like mm-hmm. saying like, they were like, you know, oh, like they were going off the IMDB page that had characters on it that weren't actually in the game. And like, yeah. you know. I mean, get, the same
2: way that Norman Reed is basically leaked uh, Death Stranding too right? Like that was sure. the thing that he talked about in an interview. And it's like, yeah, Hollywood and TV and movies are way more transparent when it comes to projects yep. being greenlit yep, 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 than yep, yep. video games, which which are very secretive. And so, yeah, usually it's like, a, oh, yeah, I can talk about this. It's thing. It's more
1: right? funny that Tony Todd's just like, well, I said it, so now I'm just going to fucking yeah. <laughs> double down and retweet everything. Huh? I just love how unprompted it was, too, because like.
2: Wait, was the, like, was the tweet really like, oh yeah, Spider-Man 2 can't come quick enough and his reply is like, September. <laughs> like It's happening this September. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> that's can't so come quick enough. Well, now, let's see. To cause some drama. When does Starfield come out again? that a date? That, yes, is that September for... something or other. Oh, interesting. Yeah, someone in the
0: chat said Spider-Man versus Starfield. Oh, that's mark?
2: spicy. I love some. Yeah, it's, uh, Starfield is September 6, 2023. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's real spicy.
1: Spider-Man by a, by a mile. I mean,
2: yeah, I'm gonna play both. I'm, both. A fine, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna play, to play both. both. Yeah, but obviously yeah. well, yeah, you making...
0: different kinds of games. Yeah. So yeah.
2: and like, so well, they are...
0: critically be very different in score. We'll have to yeah. see. But, like, who? Oh,
2: ca- well, I mean, like, who? I only really care for the fantasy critic. I forget who who has what.
0: Who has Paris Spider-Man has 2, Starfield right? probably right?
2: Paris, yeah, probably. I'm checking. The I'm, Paris I'm kiss of the death. That seems man. like an X thing to do.
0: If I was Starfield, I'd be really nervous that Paris drafted me in my.
1: Remember when fucking Mike was like. Game, it's got to be Game of the Generation. That's, that's, that, like, that's, that's the I amount know. of pressure he's put on Starfield's shoulders. Todd Howard's that's like, come on, man. Every single
2: Xbox release, all right, Greg? Oh, Gary Witta, yeah. Gary Witta has Starfield.
1: Gary okay. Wood has Starfield. Oh,
2: yeah. That's, that's definitely Paris and Mike picking for Gary up and being like, we'll give him all the risky ones. <laughs> like, give him all record. You don't know. Give him Redfall. And I mean, Pete.
0: Gary's doing all right. What does he have? 14 is it fourteen total right now, right? Yeah, it's 14 off yeah. Hogwarts. He, only one of his games came out so far. This um, one, I mean,
2: you know, you're talking about, like, Starfield versus Spider-Man 2. Yeah. I'll tell you right now. I'm knocking out Spider-Man 2 so fast. Yeah. I'm going to platinum the shit out of that game in, like, four days. Just like you platinum oh, Miles Morales. Spider-Man 2. Because it had two playthroughs. I didn't get I'm going to platinum oh, it nice. one day. I gotta, I'm going to do a stream. I got, like, what, three hours left of gameplay to platinum that game. Sure. I'm going to do it.
1: I'm going to do it before Spider-Man. At this man point 2. there's a great chance I'm going to platinum Miles Morales on PS4 before you get the uh, PS5. No. <laughs>
2: no, I'm going to platinum it, and then I'm going to platinum Spider-Man 2. I'm going to do it in 4 days and I'm going to spend like 2 to 3 weeks. We could do non-stop bless, playing I, know we, I know you
0: probably don't want to. I think you already rejected this idea, but we could do it doesn't have to be a full playthrough, mm-hmm. but like Miles platinum talk before that well i don't know what we name it but you know because like, i'm yeah. also going after the platinum right now i don't See, know if I'll, i've been thinking we about all do that together i've been
2: thinking about making this a streaming thing i don't know if i should let kind of funny get the rights to this or just do one of my personal twitch channel. well
1: as, as the fact that you're talking about it right now becomes kind of funny property. i don't I know man uh, listen, i apologize chat be cool nobody needs to
2: hear this all right don't let <laughs> great know i said this but like i've been thinking about doing a thing called like blessings platinum run because there are so many games where i've started my Oh yeah, I to clean up a bunch. Yeah. yeah, I get close enough and then I just get swept to something else. So like Miles Morales is one of those ones where I've done the second playthrough of Miles Morales and I just have cleanup to do so I can finish that off. I have um, the Operation, no not Operation, fuck. I always forget the name of this game, the Aegis Rim. The a- 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. Yeah. Um, okay. I got so close to the Platinum for that one and I just need to clean that up. And like, there's a handful of games where I'm so close to the Platinum and I just need to get get them. Uh, so I've con- been considering doing a streaming series where I do that. Okay.
0: Yeah that'd be a fun one I'm i'll kind tell of, Mike, i'll get you
2: booked i, I don't, in don't know about about that, of doing, i could just do it on my personal channel yeah could you though because you just talked about it here It's not all right tv slash Andy Cortez. <laughs> in, the,
0: in lieu of doing um a series of that yeah because i have this i had the same idea because it's i think it'd be super fun like you should definitely do that um i just do it for when i hit my sub goal my daily sub goal i just work on whatever the next platinum is and right now my one is uh miles morales which i'm finally now that i'm doing i'm doing the new game plus which is funny because i'm like man fuck the new game plus dumb trophy I hate this, and I stand by that, but I will say I really needed the new game plus because I fucking forgot everything about how to play that game. I was fucking just get, cranking out the worst gameplay I've ever made in front of a live audience, I'm so oh, like, yeah. I just don't remember the button inputs for any of the things, so like going back, I'm actually, it's kind of nice because now I can relearn like all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's how I use my electric ability, because I like literally forgot how to do that, um, but yeah, it's been fun. Hell
2: yeah. Uh, Ryan Pavala Higgins and Jess says Greg's platinum run sounds like a good idea. And it rolls take, off
0: the time. You tongue. can't just take my idea. It rolls and just off. Give it to tongue. Greg.
2: I feel like I'm pretty sure that's it the definition really of appropriation. Okay, Every no, Wednesday on twitch.tv
1: slash Kind of Funny Games YouTube.com
0: games Greg plays for his platinums. You don't want to see that.
2: Yeah, and you, you guys watched Greg try to platinum Melius Solid Five for like eight hours and he wasn't able to complete it. You think he's gonna get? You think he's gonna do more on stream? He's gonna disappoint you
3: more. On for the record, all. I have been
1: kicking around what I want to do for my birthday this year, mm-hmm. and I I was thinking about you know for Greg's fortieth getting. 40 Platinums on a stream. And so Ooh. they would all be like the so awful. They all
0: be, they'd all suck though, right? Yeah,
1: well, a majority of them were. There's a few games that I do have like an hour left in or whatever. How like. When's up, your birthday?
0: Though. How much time do you have left to prepare for that? I got a month. Okay, it's not mm-hmm. a lot of time because you could you could try to queue up some of them if you have some on the. No, no, I the mean fence, the overwhelming,
1: Janet, the over it would be thirty nine garbage ones and then one that I actually have to like <laughs> do five. whatever for. Now even metal Solid yeah. five. I got to S rank all these missions. I don't. Yeah, the one do it. That was the one where you got to be sniping all the like zombies as they come at you. From, I was like, this is not fun. I don't want to do this. Yeah, there's zombies in that game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're like uh, like it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, and survive. No, no! Yeah, not so I'm pretty sure you're
2: thinking of survive. I'm not yeah, thinking of survive. survive. That's the zombie. Move on. <laughs> uh, PlayStation Plus extra and premium games have been uh, for March have been revealed. This is from Mario sixty four for PS Plus extra. You're getting Chia, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves, Immortals: Phoenix Rising, Rainbow Six Extraction, Live Strange True Colors slash Live Strain nice. Two uh Dragon Ball Z Kakarot Street Fighter 5 Collector's Edition, Untitled Goose Game, Final Fantasy Type 0 HD, Rage 2, Neo The World Ends With You and Haven, and then for PS Plus Premium you're getting Ridge Racer Type 4. Ridge uh, Racer. For PS1, Ape Escape 2 for PS1, and then Siphon Filter Dark Mirror for PS. That premium S- lineup's
0: brutal, B. man.
2: <laughs> well, you got what is P- the classics. Ridge Racer Type 4? <laughs> Those are the classics right there. <laughs> you're not a big fan of Siphon Filter Dark Mirror?
0: Is it better than regular Siphon Filter? I don't know. And is Ape Escape 2 where they finally learn how to escape make a game.
2: Wait, <laughs> wait, wait is that escape? Ape Escape 1 Slander?
0: Yeah. Did you like Ape Escape 1? Because like I played it. I mean, maybe I, for the for the vibes, but not for the it being good. I played it know? for
2: the first time finally when um they put out PlayStation Premium me too. and me and Barrett were playing it like on stream or whatever. And I was pleasantly surprised. I was having a good time playing Ape Escape.
1: You're like, you know what? Isn't Again, terrible? Good vibes. Yeah. Good vibes. I, I was
2: like, you know what? This aim lock stick technology has a future.
1: good for them outrageous
2: uh now it's time for playstation picks this is where we talk about the games that are coming out this week and the games each of us picked to play on playstation the drop looks like this uh chia for ps5 and ps4 which again is on playstation plus extra uh atelier ryza 3 alchemist of the end and and the secret key for ps5 and ps4 and then resident evil 4 remake for ps5 and ps4 and I guess I can start there in terms of what I picked to play on PlayStation this week because I got to do the Resident Evil Four review. What'd you give 20. it? I gave it a four out of five. Wow! I very much enjoyed the Chia game. Killer. The the Chia Killer is what they call <laughs> That's Resident what we were Evil saying. Four. Um, no, I had such a I had such a good time with this game. For me, it's another it's another I guess entry in the enjoyment that I've been having with the new Resident Evil games as, as they've been coming out, starting with Resident Evil Two, and then also going back because I did go back and play Resident Evil Seven for the stream and really enjoyed that as well. But I feel like capcom has hit such a role with resident evil and they have such a good idea of what modern resident evil needs to be sure which is funny because part of modern resident evil is going back to the old resident evil and remaking and remastering Mm -hmm. them um but (laughs) uh, for re4 i have a similar story as greg when it comes to re4 because i remember you talking about like yeah re4 just never hit for you right and like i've had a similar thing where as a kid i had friends that would have re4 i'll watch them play i'll try it and like for whatever reason they just wouldn't hit for me and over the years i'll try to go back i remember going back on the wii trying it and being like all right i feel like it controls a little bit better with the motion controls but i i, I, I couldn't stick with it went back on ps4 by that time i felt a little bit dated and i've been wanting a remake to go back to for for re4 and so now that it's finally here i feel like i finally i've finally gotten to experience it in a way where i'm like oh man this is exactly what i've asked for right like it feels modernized. Um, moving while aiming for me is such a big, big thing that you know makes it way easier. The um, weapon switching, all the stuff feels so good. And then also, just the visuals of it um, look fantastic, yeah, right? It is a Resident Evil game on PlayStation Five. That is like you know a remade Resident Evil game. I know RE Eight was PS Five as well, but yeah, it looks fantastic. The one thing, like the, the 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 one thing that I that I feel like separates my review a, a, a little bit from a lot of the other reviews which are like fans coming in reviewing re4 right and getting to review it as a remake of a game that a lot they of love. people have loved yeah. right and they got to see the innovation from re4 right where it is you know the camera angle um is um you know, was innovative for, like, being this, like, close to the shoulder, right? What you see evolve into games like Dead Space, Last West, etc. Seeing the how dynamic the gameplay was, right? There are so many things that re 4 did at the time that were so innovative. Uh, it's very interesting looking at my experience coming into it where I'm like, I'm not really getting that stuff, right? Because that stuff has happened. And so yeah, now yeah, I'm just yeah. getting re 4 for what it is in this modernized form, which is a very great game right a game that i had such a fantastic time with i look at the puzzle design i'm like man this is so good i look at the world and like the visuals and i'm like goddamn this looks so good i look at the gameplay and the gunplay and i'm like man this is such a um a fun time um i'm i really had such a fun time with it but also also at the same time i'm like man i could see this being a five out of five if i had the re4 the original re4 experience right the original re4 nostalgia which has been very fun to like I don't know, see both sides of that as like I've been coming in as a newcomer and seeing people that were fans come in as like people that are like oh yeah, let's play this thing again and have that same experience.
0: As a fellow newcomer sorry if you talked about this in the review because I didn't I didn't watch the podcast. The podcast I know I'm I'm a bad, I'm a fake fan <laughs> um, Okay, but where does this land or what's your ranking of them of modern slash of modern old yeah. Because I, I have the same experience minus the one caveat I'll give is I played like 30 minutes of re4 on my switch and i played re1 remake remaster whatever on gamecube a little bit but i didn't really keep playing because i didn't like how it what it was scary too so i just i really am just modern but i did yeah. want to throw out those little caveats of a light history that i had
2: so the resident evils that i've played have been resident evil 2 remake resident evil 7 resident Evil village resident evil 3 remake and then resident evil 4 remake resident evil 2 remake is still my number one uh, yep. I think Mr. X is such like a good force in that game, yeah. and like turn that into something else, like something so special and i think because that game was a bit more concise in time like that game took me eight hours to beat eight nine hours um and then like of course you have the different playthroughs you can do and then re4 took me over 20 hours um to, no it took me 18 point 18 and a half hours to beat um and there's a lot more content for you to explore if you're doing all the side quests uh and everything everything in there britney brombacher was on the review as well put in over 30 hours and i've seen a lot more people talk about you know the their variance in terms of hours but like it's a lot more jam-packed game in terms of content, but I like how concise is uh, concise RE2 is compared to RE4, and then also RE2 feels a bit more honed in in terms of the moment-to-moment survival horror aspect of you know the first time you encounter encounter a liquor again, like Mister X be, uh, uh, being there. I like the setting of the police station. Like I I I like so much of the atmosphere of RE2 as horror atmosphere, whereas RE4 feels like it's. Half survival horror, but then half um, action y type game with like a lot of wacky, almost anime inspired cutscenes where like Leon's doing flips and like there are fight scenes that remind me a bit of Metal Gear uh, in a way. I think I prefer RE2 a bit more. And then like the story of RE4 is good, but it didn't strike me as like a I'm gonna remember these characters forever type thing. Um, And so RE2 I have is probably my number one. And then RE4, I would say, is probably right behind there at at number two. Okay,
0: cool. Yeah,
2: and then I would say, Seven Village RE3 remake. Where would you put That's the that medium? That sounds right. Where would you put <laughs> medium? the medium? I sadly have not played the medium. Ah, you hate the medium. The
0: medium? Oh. Yeah, sadly
2: I've not played the medium. Fair enough,
1: fair enough. I yeah, appreciate. I'm
2: excited
0: for. People
2: who are... I'm excited for everybody to play RE4 Remake. I think this is a game where if you like these types of games, then for sure play RE4 Remake. Um, But I'm excited for fans, because I think fans are going to be like, yo, this is fucking incredible. I think it's going to be a thing that hits them way harder in the way that I play Shadow Colossus Remake, and I'm like fucking fanboying. um, I think this is is a very good example of how to remake a game um, to hit in, in a modern day, so... Yeah, really enjoyed Resident Evil Four. Uh, kind of funny, four out of five on our scale. I'm sure Tim's gonna play and give it a five out of five. Like sure. it's one of those ones. Clown,
1: you know, can exactly. review. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Did Brittany give it a five out
2: of five? She didn't give it a score on our okay. thing. I, I got the vibes. I feel like she would have given it a five out of five. Sure. You know, I did not ask her, but I, she was very glowing on it. She really enjoyed it. No, she said it was her favorite. I think she said it was one of her favorite Resident Evils. Okay, that's and sure. so yeah. <clears throat> uh, Janet, would you pick to play on PlayStation?
0: I'm back before they had a chance to miss me. I played the Dark Pictures Switchback VR. Yeah, this came out last week on like a Wednesday or Thursday or something. I think it was in our drop discussions like last week. Yeah, Um, and I streamed it. Also, I figured out how to stream while hearing chat. It was a whole thing. Also, learning how to fight VR forehead during all this too. Bandana does work, but you have the bandana lines then. So I think the headband is going to be the VR forehead killer. But I got to buy a headband because I don't own one, like a sweatband. Anyway, none of that is the game. So the Dark Pictures Switchback VR is um, Supermassive's VR game. People have asked, is it a sequel to, um, what's the name of the one they had on PSVR 1?
1: Uh, Until uh, Dawn, on. Rush of Blood.
0: Yeah, uh, it is not a sequel to Rush of Blood. Uh, you can argue it's a spiritual successor in the sense that it's the same general setup. So it is a haunted roller coaster that you're on, and it has nods to um the dark pictures games in characters and settings but i wouldn't necessarily i mean well obviously they say it's a dark it's part of dark pictures cuz it's called the dark pictures switchback vr but it's it feels like more of a like you know like i like an accompanying piece like an accompanying game spin-off game to dark pictures um, the level of decisions are really mostly just like what pathway do you take and sometimes your actions so mm. they do give you some stats at the end of Parts of the ride, it's not separated super clearly. Like you get a score like during it. Um, let me also zoom out to explain what the moment-to-moment gameplay is. So you're recommended to sit because your character setting, in this like roller coaster. There's stuff happening too. Like you're on this train, and then it's like, oh, my father loved this coaster. Or some it's something. It's your father. Honestly, it's a little blurry for me because since I streamed it and I had to read the subtitles, and subtitles in VR are kind of awkward because they're sure. like superimposed and they're like at the bottom of the screen, so they were kind of like. I'm not the best in totally recollecting the story in my from my uh, hour and a half that I played of it. So sorry if I'm butchering it. But then you're on this ho- haunted roller coaster. And essentially the gameplay feels a lot like um, House of the Dead. You yeah. have uh, dual wielding guns. You have a gun in each hand for the most part. And you're going through like this haunted passageway and you're shooting enemies but you're also shooting um like whatever's around like little trinkets you know a coffee cup they have stuff marked that's glowing that'll like act as a multiplier for yeah, your score like so, buffs
1: they do that until dawn too
0: yeah and they also have like um <laughs> kind of like super Mario sunshine a way to switch out the type <laughs> of gun by shooting a box which is a weird comparison to make but if you know you know so it's like oh now my gun's like an automatic instead of just like a little pistol um overall it is exactly what They sell it as, you know, haunted arcade-style shmup, basically. Um, Where my biggest criticisms of this game are the fact that visually it leaves something to be desired. This definitely is not a Horizon Call of the Mountain. It doesn't look super impressive. Like, I would not sit someone down and be like, look at the fidelity PSVR 2 could provide, because it don't look that hot. Um, And my other criticism is... um, there are sections that are kind of Bossk-esque, and those are just kind of—they're kind of bullet-spongy, and I find that kind of boring. I think my favorite moments in this are when they are actually, like, moving the track up and down, which they don't do a lot, probably, so you don't throw up. But literally, like, you have a little drop, and, you know, you put your hands up, and that's kind of fun, You and you feel it a little bit, so I like that. And generally, the— um, Gunplay in the setting is fun. Like, if you're a Dark Pictures fan, like you, you know, Lights Boys, you go through like the town of Little Hope and then you're in the burning house. Like, it has like fun fan nods like that. Chadass ass is a curator in it. Of course, he's there. My boy, the curator. Oh, yeah, I gotta play it. I, I gotta, gotta play the it. Curator. If he's Hell in yeah. it, I'm in it. Yeah, exactly that. No, same. Because, like, <laughs> this is all in. So, does his music play? Is it what?
2: Does his music play? Like, does he walk oh. in and he has his background music?
0: Honestly, I don't fully remember. We haven't gone one on one yet. He just kind of like has, like, he's stood around and been all like, ooh, I'm the curator. No, oh, you know how he is. <laughs> Classic curator. Classic anyway, curator. <laughs> um, big fan. But so that's the experience. I mean, I think if you have, you know, I, I streamed it. So chat was talking to me about it and they were saying, oh, it's kind of like, it's a lot for what it is with the price point. And you know, I think it's like 40 bucks or something. One of y'all can look that up because I don't remember. Obviously, you can debate that. I'm not telling you how to spend your money. I think the game's all right. It's solid. I will say, though, Obviously, if you're someone that has PSVR 2, you probably are just like, fuck it, I'm in, I'm here, and I'm trying to rock with some games. I think if you generally see the premise of this, it's an enjoyable experience, but I don't think it's like a must-play on PSVR 2 necessarily, but that's been my experience so far. It is a bit longer than I expected, too. I think the general playtime is couched as like six to eight hours or something which seems like a lot to me for what it is. Like, I kind of would have liked it to maybe just be shorter just because it's a lot of time to be in VR. Again, might be lightly butchering that hours, but I do remember being longer than like, it's definitely longer than like two because I was like, oh, maybe we can beat it. And then people were like, oh no, it's like four to eight or something. It's like, it's kind of up there. And there is replayability in the sense that there's different decisions and pathways you can take. But, you know, it is basically just like a a funky, fun House of Dead Coast vibe in the dark picture setting. So there you go.
1: Yeah, for me, this one on PlayStation, obviously Chia was the main thrust of it, and I, right before Chia did, uh, I downloaded both Switchback and Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2, jumped into Chapter 2 of Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Uh, It lives up to that preview I had where I was like, oh shit, this looks like, you know, it's actually kind of cool. And it was cool, you know, to walk around and stab the walkers in the head and do the thing, Uh, but it's back to, and Switchback looks like, as you say, Janet, it is what it looks like, and... To me, it's back to what my whole comparison of this being a Dave and Buster's where it was like, the, I switch. I, I enjoyed Until Dawn Rush of Blood for what it was, but that was like one, maybe two sessions where I was like, cool, and put it down and never really did it again. It was one of those many show pieces. We did a Let's Play Here kind of funny where I put my mom in it and let her get, you know, ride. she rode around shooting stuff. Um, so I didn't even get to it on Friday because I played more Walking Dead before I jumped to Chia, before I jumped back to wrestling. Uh, and yeah, Walking Dead was similar of like, cool, it is this, but as I described it I think to you earlier, but yeah, to you and Tim we were talking about it, right? It's just like I just don't want to sit there for however many hours doing Mm -hmm. my back and the side, looking over, grab this thing, do that thing, grab that thing, you know what I mean? Like, I understand that that's a desire for a lot of people, I think, in video games, and so it's like, cool, this is a giant open world to an extent, or I should say open world, giant RPG they want you to go play or whatever, but it is like I don't know. Do I really want to walk around and do this? What I I probably prefer to do it in third person. So it's quality from what I played of it, but I'm not like anxious to get back to it. And then what I really played all week was wrestling. So still obsessed yeah. with WWE 2K23. Send and bless in blessing the Steve Austin code for 316. Yeah. When I saw that, sign yep. on to my faction. Redeem that. I still sign on to my faction every day to get my daily rewards. Yeah. If, even if I don't have time for the match and stuff. Like I'm still very obsessed with WWE 2K23.
2: Oh yeah, I gotta. I want to play it more consistently. Like it's it's been that weird thing where. I, the more i play it the more i'm like okay yeah this is more 2k 22 yeah. and so like i'm not getting the freshness of it but
1: um see it's for me it's like playing it yeah there's that feel to it but then it's the dialing in of the little things they've changed yeah and oh do this and like you know my tiktok algorithm has learned that i like it so i'm getting so many clips of cool shit people are doing I'm like oh, i didn't know you could do that oh i should do that oh that was a really great rko out of nowhere blah blah mm-hmm. blah like i kind of want to try my uh, my rise yep. is the one where you create a character yeah yeah i still got to finish roger's story yeah the lock
2: i i like i (laughs) did a stream where i started playing my rise and like i for the first whole hour of the stream it was just me creating my character yeah i like finish it i'm like i I think the stream's done here like i i'm i'm like i played for an hour like i don't know how much more i have in me right now 100 percent um but yeah no i'm like i like I, I love starting my rise and it already give, giving you the gimmick of like the lock thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I assume that was like the, the Roger like. Yep. That's gimmick. what Roger's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh shit. All right. Cool. Like I get to be the lock for a second and figure out what this, this thing is. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, we do have an update to the breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Oh shit. Tony Todd has tweeted no more hints about Spider-Man 2. It was all a fever dream. Blame it on jet lag. Who knows? I might not even be Venom. <laughs> 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 ah! God bless you, Tony. What is this? That's so funny. It's him in a hot tub, it looks like, maybe. You know what I mean? It looks like he's got some kind of weird, like, you know, those uh, lenses on that totally make your eyes completely. I think it's
0: a pool in his, presumably, house.
1: But look at his eyes, you know? There's some Venom eyes. Yeah, That's the eyes of someone who just broke an NDA box. He hasn't <laughs> deleted those tweets yet, but again, I'm sure you'll know more on Friday. Yeah, we Jim Reince is at his door like, open up, open up. Ted Price like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on, Venom? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of PSI Love You XOXO. Remember, we're your PlayStation podcast to posts every Friday. Of course, you can watch us record the show live on patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny you can watch us record all the other shows ad free you can get each and every show ad free on demand you can get dozens and dozens of bonus exclusive episodes of content only on patreon.com slash kind of funny however if you have no books toss away no big deal you of course can get the show with ads not early YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, podcast services around the globe. If you want to support us in an easy way that's free, use the epic creator code kind of funny when you're checking out of the Epic game Store or when you're playing Fortnite or whatever on your PlayStation and can pop in an epic, epic creator code, like kind of funny. Um, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.